Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you in the role and struggling, and even some of you who are thinking about kicking the tires. What if you could have access to a tool? that would give you an insight into how people do their business, how they react to people, how they deal with conflict, how they communicate. Would that be worth something to you? The answer should be, of course it should. And fortunately for you, I want to offer you one particular option. Our guest today on the Boss Builder Podcast is my good friend, Jeremy Evans. Jeremy is certified in a tool known as the Insights Discovery. In our interview, Jeremy is going to talk about what the tool does, what it shows you, how to use it, and how you could use something like that to actually improve relationships and get better performance out of your people. So, great interview. I love Jeremy. He's a great guy. I know you'll enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and let's meet our special guest, Jeremy Evans. Jeremy Evans, welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. Glad to be here. Yeah, this is great. I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this. Jeremy, I've known you for a few years now. We've worked on some projects together. And the topic today is the insights discovery, which is a personality or a behavioral assessment. I'm not really sure. That's why I've got <laughs> you on the show. And I know you'll explain it to me. I've seen it before, but mm -hmm. not really paid attention to it. But before we get into that tool, I was hoping you could share a little bit about your background with us, and then we'll, we'll jump into Insights Discovery. Sure, sure. Happy to. So I, I currently work in learning and development. I manage the function for a medium-sized organization here in North America. And I like to tell people I, I've had a, a little bit of a non-traditional path to get into learning and development. It started out in my childhood by being a know-it-all. Uh, and... <laughs> So what else can you do when you know it all? Uh, no, but uh, I, I've always had a, a strong interest in, in helping others and in teaching others. Uh, and in my early career, I started out in customer service and sales, and I quickly gravitated towards technical training. And from there, I moved into uh, really all types of, of training. Uh, so going from the technical into the softer skills, into leadership development, uh, team effectiveness uh, and things of that nature. So I always tell people it's been a non-traditional path. Uh, I've got a foot in HR, uh, but I don't have uh, an HR background. Uh, and uh, I've, I've taken some graduate work. I've got a, a master's in instructional design and performance technology. So I've got the, the credentials and, and the familiarity with the tools, but uh, it's been a heck of a ride. That's great. 
And it's always better to have a foot in HR rather than have HR have a foot in your backside. That's, I guess, right. Right? that's right. Well, that's great. And, and I have seen you in action and, and crowds really get into you're an engaging guy. And so I'm, I'm super glad to have you. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about the tool Insights Discovery. First of all, tell all us right, what so it is. Insights Discovery, like you said, it's a it's a personality assessment. It's a behavioral styles assessment. Uh, and really, it's based upon the work, the research done by Carl Jung, who was a psychologist who was a student of Sigmund Freud, actually. And, you know, he's also the, the, the source of one of the other widely known psychometric tools out there, the Myers-Briggs uh, type indicator. So really, it's the same body of research. Uh, what's, what's nice about Insights is it's got a very easy to learn and a very easy to, to grasp methodology and model. And I know we've used it in our organization for a number of years and it's been really helpful for us. Well, we use a couple of instruments at Boss Builders who have not actually ever used Insights Discovery. And so how does that differ then? I mean, if, if Jung was the father of, of this and of Myers-Briggs, and then from Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. there's things like DISC and then there's temperament. Uh, how, where is the uh, similarity and the difference sure. between? Let's just sure. talk well, the, between the that and Myers-Briggs. difference is really how they're presented and how they're how they're they're given to people to use. Uh, and I've taken Myers-Briggs, and you know, I know I'm an, I'm an INF, INFP, uh, and you know, I, I think there's a lot of great value you know from that instrument. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, but one of the things that, that you know, I've noticed that people will sometimes struggle with is you've got four. It's a four-letter acronym. You've got 16 different types, and, and it can be difficult for people to remember, you know, what the acronym means. Uh, and what's nice about Insights, what I find really, you know, helps people and learners connect to it, is it's based on a on a color model. You can imagine, you can imagine a circle, and it's divided into four quadrants. Uh, and the Insights Discovery model has a color in each quadrant. Uh, so you've got red, you've got yellow, green, and blue. And each one of those colors uh, matches up to a specific type of energy. Uh, we can imagine that that globe or that circle cut into to two axes. One is introvert versus extrovert, and one is based upon you know how do you make decisions? Uh, is it more thinking or more feeling? Uh, and so the combination of those two axes you know, ends up with a, a color. And you've got red. It was really focused on let's let's uh, let's get to it. Let's have a bias towards action. Let's do it now. Let's focus on results and outcomes. Yellow is that social, engaging, enthusiastic, wants to be together, wants to be the, the center of the crowd and wants to do it together. And you've got green, which is more calm, a little bit more harmonious, wants to make sure that everybody's voices are heard. And then the blue energy is really focused on precision and accuracy, wants to make sure everything is done right, heavy focus on details and, uh, and making sure that, uh, that everything is correct. So that, that presentation is really easy for people to grasp. Uh, and instead of having to remember, you know, a, a lot of different uh, letters and what they stand for, you can remember, hey, this, somebody who leads with red energy means this is how they show up. This is how they behave. We found a connection there. and We found that really resonates with the, the learners in our organization. 
Well, I think it would. Is there a conversion table? So, for example, you had mentioned you have a preference for INFP. Does that correlate directly to a caller, or is it a different dynamic? It's a little bit different. So, you know, like I said, the research is the same. There's not a direct correlation. Uh, but if you have a Myers-Briggs profile, you can pretty closely match it up to, uh, to an Insights uh, color. So they are separate instruments. Uh, the, the profiles that are generated from Insights do give a lot of information in terms of, hey, this is an ideal environment for you. This is your communication style. This is the, the value that you bring to a team. This is how you like to manage others. This is how you like to be managed by others. So what we find in, in our workshops that we use is that that profile that gets generated, and I don't want to be too punny, but it gives people a lot of insights. You know, people really... Yeah, they, they really learn quite a bit about themselves and it, it validates some things that they've they've uh, either known or suspected and, and we always have positive reactions from it. And now let's take a break for a quick word from our sponsor. What do you do when you have an employee who is highly skilled and highly motivated but is still not successful? Some of these symptoms might be a person who's abrasive to others. Maybe they're not able to effectively communicate to others. Sometimes they say inappropriate things in meetings or in a one-on-one -on -one session. You observe them being culturally insensitive or highly opinionated. Or maybe they just have a few rough edges that need to be removed in order to be successful. In these cases, training is not your best option. At Boss Builders, we recommend coaching. Our strategic partner, Wisdom Tree Coaching, provides one-on-one -on -one or group coaching to resolve focus factor problems. The ICF certified coaches at Wisdom Tree Coaching use behavioral assessments and 360 surveys to define the root issue of the problem and then co-create solutions with the client. Wisdom Tree Coaching also facilitates a popular practical course entitled Coaching as a Discipline for Managers. Your managers will get helpful and useful skills to provide a coaching approach with their direct reports to mitigate and eliminate focus issues. Remember, training fixes skill problems. The best way to fix a behavior problem is through coaching. Contact the professionals at Wisdom Tree Coaching at 304-549-4630 or you can find them online at wisdomtreecoaching.com. And now back to the show. I'm calm, caring, amiable, uh, listening, concerned, you know, what everybody's, uh, you know, opinions respected. I, I enjoy taking care of people. And that's that's how I view myself. That's what I would call you know, that green energy on a good day. Now that's that's how I view myself. That's that's where that's where my color falls. However, one of the things that we teach in our workshops is you know your view of yourself isn't necessarily how others see you. I like to think of that that graphic that you and your listeners no doubt have, have seen is that that kitten looking in the mirror uh, and it sees a lion. Uh, how we see ourselves isn't necessarily how we're viewed by others. So what we might call, you know, that green energy on a bad day, it might show up as disengaged or stubborn uh, or bland uh, or plotting, uh, hesitant to make a decision, doesn't like to be put on the spot. Uh, and those, those things are, are, they can all be true. Uh, so part of what we teach in the workshop is making sure that you're aware of what other people's preferences may be, and then adjusting your behavior appropriately to make sure that, uh, that we don't create additional conflict or that we're able to, to be as effective as possible 
in our interpersonal relationships. Well, as someone with the preference for green, we would just then, of course, assume that that's the best of the colors. So in your opinion, Jeremy, which is the worst <laughs> color to have? <laughs> well, it's, it's always natural to look at the opposite. So uh, if green is in that bottom left quadrant, red is up in that top right so that's and that can be that, that can be difficult if you've got opposites so whether that's green versus red or blue versus yellow uh, that can create some conflicts that can create some friction uh, when and a good example of this is uh, really it's email so I'm the kind of person when I'm writing an email I like to think of myself as the, the great American novelist and I'm I'm putting together this this very lengthy very explanatory you know, and I always, I always lead off with, hi, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time to read it. Uh, just paragraphs of, of, of beautiful, beautiful prose. Uh, and it's fantastic. I mean, it's, 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 it should be published any day now. Uh, and that's, that's my approach. That's green energy. Uh, red energy, on the other hand, their emails, you've probably seen these, all caps, half of the messages in the subject line, the other half is, is, is in the body of the message, not signed. You know, you can't tell if they're if they're mad or not. And if I get that kind of email message, my first reaction is, oh, no, what have I done? You know, what did I do to, to make this person so angry at me? Uh, and, and conversely, when when I send off my masterpiece uh, and somebody with red energy gets it, you know, their first impulse is, oh, goodness. Yep. Yeah. That, that old acronym TLDR too long. Didn't mm-hmm. read. Uh, so. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you're aware of the type of preferences that somebody has, then you can check yourself and you can say, hey, let me make sure I put that call to action in that first line. Let me make sure that I make it very clear what I'm asking for. Let me cut out 70% of this, uh, of this message. Let's really get to the point. So that's, that's a good example of, of how you might be able to use that, uh, that knowledge effectively. Well, that's great. And I guess I was being facetious. There is no right <laughs> color. There's just, I guess, the one yeah. you got to own and, yep. and manage better than, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're all different. Uh, and what's nice about the profiles is that uh, the way the, the methodology is set up, you can literally have over you know, billions of different uh, formulas and combinations. And, and so, yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. There's no best color. Even your own color energy is not the best. Uh, and it's also important to remember that that these behavioral attributes, we all have the capability of using them. So even me, you know, with my green energy and, you know, likes to be calm, fairly quiet, wants to make sure we're all involved. Hey, you know, for years I was involved on, you know, I, I headed up the safety committee in the office. And so when that fire alarm went off, I didn't care if I interrupted your meeting. I had to get you out of the building. You know, so we can all make use of, we can all... Uh, dig up and, and, and really use and, and embellish any of those four energies, even if we're not inclined to use it. So, yeah, it's, it's not a message of, hey, which is correct, which is best. You know, you're you, you're a unique you, and really the, the, the value comes from how do I use this to, to improve my relationships and to, to make sure I'm as effective as I possibly can be. Well, that takes a great deal of patience and wisdom. So how would a person say, hey, I have a, a preference to use the green energy, I know it doesn't always work, but how would a person make changes to that? I mean, do you, do you announce it or do you just start doing it? Well, part of it is is learning what those other energies mean. You know, so part of it is is understanding what the preferences of the the rest of that wheel 
uh, indicate. And so knowing that, hey, if I'm dealing with somebody uh, who's really got a lot of blue energy, I'm going to go meet with the head of engineering. And I know that she's going to have a ton of questions. And I know she's going to want to see the data for the recommendations that I'm making. Then I've, I really can't lead with my green energy. I've got to adapt. I've got to really you know, understand and, and, and look forward to and say, okay, I'm going to be prepared with an appendix of information that has you know, the, the results from my pilot study. I'm going to anticipate questions. Uh, I'm going to not expect to have a decision because I know she's going to need time to process. Uh, so I'm going to give her all the detail that I possibly can. Uh, and then, you know, once I, once I've given that appropriate amount of time, then I can expect an answer. So that's an example where you might, you know, go into a situation uh, with that knowledge and say, Hey, I know what this person, what they prefer. Uh, and here's how I'm going to modify my behavior appropriately. That takes a great deal of understanding. That's great. Well, how do you use the uh, insights discovery at your current organization, Jeremy? So we've used it for a number of years, and we use it in some different contexts. We'll use it for some uh, some of our, our high potential programs, for instance. We've got some uh, some programs where we'll bring in uh, you know, people and uh, in different functional tracks, and they've got. Uh, where they rotate through job positions, and we'll give them the insights, discovery uh, profiles, uh, and workshops as a, as a way for them to uh, you know, to acclimate at a faster pace uh, to the organizations that they go into. We'll also use it in some of our uh, leadership and management development programs. Uh, again, because if you're leading people, if you're managing people, you can't you know, say it's my way or the highway. Uh, and you know this, you, you've got to be able to, to build rapport with your people. You've got to be able to, to understand you know, some of their preferences, some of their wants, some of the things that they need. Uh, and it really helps you become a better leader and a better manager when you do those things. Uh, I also use it quite a bit for team effectiveness. So if we've got new teams as a result of uh, an acquisition or an organizational uh, restructuring, uh, then we like to go in with the, the leadership team of that organization give them some insights and oftentimes we'll, we'll augment it with some additional content around you know, team effectiveness, um, change management, um, you know, whatever is necessary. So we'll, we'll package together uh, and make sure that they are comfortable with the language, that they're comfortable with that vernacular. Uh, and, and it really is, is helpful uh, in all of those contexts. Well, what happens at these workshops? Do you do, you do activities? Is it lecture? How does it work? Mm -hmm. It seems like you would have to do some practical stuff in there. Definitely, definitely. And so uh, the way the workshop uh, will work is we do a little bit of presentation. So there's always a little bit of, hey, here's, here's what these charts and graphs mean. There, there's some technical detail uh, that you really have to stand and deliver. Uh, but I think the learning in any workshop comes from participation. And so I like to use activities that get people out of their chairs. So we've got activities where people have to, you know, uh, they, they've got colored cards and they have to sort them out and say, this, this is like me, this one's not like me, but I think it's like Sherry over there. I think this one's like Dave over here. And so they parcel out the cards and then we have some discussion around that. Uh, we'll also put people in different scenarios and, and put them in the four corners of the room to mimic the, the four quadrants of the, uh, of the color circle. And we'll have them plan an activity and, and say, hey, you, know, you guys like to lead with red energy. We want you to plan an activity. Uh, and then we debrief as a group. And, and it's really a conversation. And, and it helps to break down some of those, those barriers. Because when people are actually up, moving around, doing it, uh, I think they, they, they really 
you know, absorb and start digesting and understanding you know, some of those uh, behavioral attributes a little quicker than if they were just sitting in taking it all in. So I, you know, I, I try to be as engaging as possible and, and get them, uh, get them up, get them moving. And uh, I think it's really helpful. Well, the one challenge I found in workshops is that everybody seems to enjoy the activity and the event. You never really know what they've taken out and how it's impacted them years later. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Jeremy, and I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. since you facilitated this and you've done this, is there any examples you could share with us on how understanding the insights discovery has helped you out? Yeah, so yeah, I think the best example, I think, is the one I shared about you know, being able to, to modify my, my communications. So not just my email example, but really the, the way that I present. So again, coming from the background of a know-it-all, uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to share as much detail as I can. I'm going to I'm going to show off and, and peacock a little bit here about how much grasp I have of this subject matter. And I realized that, hey, if I'm presenting to a team of senior leaders uh, who, who probably are leading with a lot of red energy, I need to get to the point. Uh, the more senior executives we have in that meeting, and the longer it takes, the more expensive that meeting becomes. So I need to get to the point very quickly. And I need to make sure that I'm delivering you know, solid empirical evidence of what I'm proposing, especially if it calls for an investment of, of time or financial resources. You know, so that's another area where you know, I've been able to, to become cognizant of, hey, I'm comfortable taking my time and, and telling a nice story and, and having a, a great little conversation here with people. But I can't, I can't do that. I've got, to, I've got to put a different perspective into play, and I've got to look at it from that senior leadership point of view. And so, you know, presentations is another way where I've, I've been able to understand what my audience is looking for and deliver to yeah. them. Well, as a person that probably relates well to green energy, uh, you're more than welcome to share long stories with me because that's probably <laughs> how I'm wired to, uh, which makes doing podcasts a whole lot of fun. So, <laughs> but, well, sure, uh, but Jeremy, sure. listen, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to share the tool with us. And if anybody's listening out there and they say, wow, we would love to try Insights, then I would uh, refer you to uh, give us a call at 931-221-2988. And what we can do is set you up with some groups that actually can provide Insights Discovery. I think the more that a person can understand about themselves, the better human they can be to everybody else around them. So, Jeremy, thank you again. And uh, we appreciate you spending your time and sharing your know-it-all-ism with all of us. Uh, You're welcome, Mac. Thanks for having me. And uh, I really appreciate the chance to share this. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information. And sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, We invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on-site. 
If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.